Hi, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Laura, and I am a dietitian, a mom, a wife, and a friend. And I've got with me Lindsay. Hi, guys. I'm Lindsay. I also am a dietitian mama with two littles and a sweet, loving husband. And Laura and I are so stinking happy to be able to do this podcast and share some of our lives with y'all. It is really exciting. I'm pumped to do this. So. Lindsay, how are things going? Well, (laughs) don't mind me. I'm just chugging coffee if that tells you anything. Um, It's going. You know, life in the middle of a pandemic sucks. But. We are making it. And I was actually telling our nanny this morning, Iris, I hate to even use that word. I usually call her the second mother. It's weird. This week has been just like flying by and I blinked and it's like, okay, it was just March. Like, I know months have flown. (laughs) It feels like time is slowly passing and then it's also gone in a blink. Yeah, it is the weirdest weirdest thing ever but it's going well over here our week has been insane because Everly my sweet toddler has she was potty training and she was doing great everything was fine we had weeks without accidents and all of a sudden this week she's like having trickle accidents and we're working through that and it's very frustrating because she is very um she's very smart and very strong-willed and I feel like she knows what she's doing a lot of times and she'll purposely do things sometimes to get a rise out of me which I can't blame her she is my child but you know, I feel like sometimes she's doing this just to spite me, which I need to shake that thought because she's not a mean kid. But we're just working through that. And then little Leo is, you know, dream baby, crawling everywhere, pulling up on things. He's almost nine months now, and you know, he's just on the move. So between mom and cooking and a little bit of work, that's you know, my life. How's your week been? It's been good. I want to say weird good. I feel like everything right now during the pandemic is weird, but it's been good. Um, Our daughter, Mika, is 20 months. She has been learning to test boundaries. Oh, yeah. And exert independence. And so we're having to, like, lovingly establish boundaries, which is really fun because it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And patience. Lots of patience. And lots of wine. Yes, definitely. So I feel like that is a topic in and of itself that we should do in an upcoming episode. Yeah. Uh, Any cool mom hacks, anything that's working for you, any cool me time things that you wanted to share? You know, this week I don't really have a lot because (laughs) I've been so focused on like the kids I guess that was kind of my main focus this week I was like okay I need to be present and give all my attention to my children and their weight because I feel like I've been kind of neglecting them between like cooking and cleaning and trying to work and so it's really been just me trying to give them their time um you know which is hard (laughs) it's hard to stay present and focused but I guess kind of on that with the me time I kind of slipped on my meditation. I would every morning get up, meditate for at least, I mean, sometimes only five minutes, but it was a time for me to just focus, be present, you know, grateful. And I kind of just stopped. I got out of the habit. So this week I did kind of bring that back into my me time in the morning. I'd get up early, 
do my tiny bit of yoga, which I do every morning, and then meditate. And that did actually seem to help me stay more like focused and present this week. Good. Which is always a plus. That is, definitely. What about you? Uh, staying present, yeah, that's always a challenge, especially with littles. Um, so this week, I got out for a run, which my parents recently moved to the same city that we're in in Austin. And so they take Nika a couple mornings a week, and I had been getting into the habit of going for a run at least once a week. And then it felt like every time that they were taking her, I had something I needed to do. Uh, like I needed to go get lab work drawn or whatever. And so it's been probably like two weeks. So I finally got out for a run this week and it felt so good. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Just to have that totally alone time. There's like no no children, no dogs on a leash, no husbands. Just me and my podcast. It was great. So that was really, really nice. Um, in Mom Hacks... Mika's been helping a little bit more with like chores, or at least she will tolerate tagging along for them. And so that's kind of helped me uh, get a little bit of housework stuff done while she's awake. That is so, so amazing. That made me think of this. Angela, one of my good friends, is a doctor. And so I often, she's also just like a sounding board and a rock in my life. She's a very like, you know, between I feel like you, Laura, and Angela, y'all are like my therapist, basically. <laughs> and I was talking to her about this, like, mom guilt, right? Around stuff like mm. chores. She says, Lindsay, I literally just read something. Because she has it, too. She's a full-time doctor, you know? And, like, right. she's home, and she works an hour away from her house. So on days that she actually goes in, right now she gets to work from home more. But when she goes in, obviously, that's a lot of time away from her baby, who just turned one. She's like, I just read something that you have to read and she sent it over and anyways it was talking about like it was you know some kind of cheesy motivational thing but I loved it because I love that kind of stuff and it was this kid describing their day and how it was like the best day of their life and all these adventures they went on and all this stuff they did and it was literally a kid like following around their mom doing tasks with them and I was like you know what it is still like together time it is still focused time on them like you can still make it fun but it is hard to like shake that guilt and involve the kid and realize this is just life like every day doesn't have to be full of learning activities and you know finger painting or something right yeah no I think there's been sort of such a shift to that societally of thinking that we need to fill our well and especially now with a lot of kids you know doing schooling from home or whatever we're having to sort of I think surrender some of that feeling of you need to be filling them with educational activities constantly and there are life skills we need to learn yeah no it's so <laughs> true those are part of like you want your kid to learn how to tie their shoe eventually and you also at some point they're going to need to learn how to you know fold laundry or something so yeah. yes yes <laughs> it's true Well, let's dive in to one of my uh, least favorite chores, which is meal planning. Yes. <laughs> As a dietitian, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel you. I used to actually enjoy it, but now that it's become like this weird task and like yes. in our house, we have so many like food allergies, food intolerances. It is a task. It is not fun anymore. It is not fun. <laughs> it's not. It's not fun. Um I just can't underscore that enough. Uh, I think 
I used to enjoy it too. It's funny you say that, but I think during this period with COVID, we're having to meal plan so much more. And I think there's this misperception that I think most of us used to just plan dinners and we would, everybody would get breakfast and, you know, you would pack lunches. Lunches might be sort of the same every day, or, you know, you might have a, you might eat out, your spouse might eat out, whatever. Yeah. You didn't have to really think about lunch, but now you're home all the time. Yeah. No, it is so true. And it is so exhausting. And again, with the freaking mom guilt, right? Like normally my husband would be in the office at work. So right. I, he's feeding himself. That's one right. of the I have to take care of now, right? Yes. Clean up after, you know, <laughs> nurture, all of that. Well, you know, for the kids, we would eat simple stuff. Like I would think of like a normal school lunch thing. Like there'd be sandwiches or sometimes we would just have like cereal for lunch or oatmeal, you know, like easy peasy stuff. Well, now it's like, I feel like I have to have a gourmet lunch, a gourmet dinner and like a substantial breakfast. And it's insane. Like, it's just, it's insane. Yes. Well, let's talk. So, Lindsay, tell me how do you meal plan? Kind of what is your process? What works for you? What doesn't work for you? Yeah. So the easiest thing I have found for me. So I have this on my phone, a shared note with my husband. And we Mm. both put in, like, whenever there's a dinner that we particularly love or lunch, breakfast, whatever, we put it in the shared note. And these are only, like things we love, right? Because we've also gotten to the point, we've tried so many recipes over the years. It's like, we're not messing around with like the mediocre stuff. We want everything we love. Mm -hmm. Gourmet. Yes, (laughs) Yes, ma'am. And so we have that shared note. And then I also use and love, love, love the Paprika app. Okay. So rate your recipes. So we only keep the five-star recipes. If you're anything less than five-star, you are gone. You're out. Didn't make a cut. Mm-hmm. And so I just use that note, use paprika, try to get some input from my husband, but let's be real. His input usually is like, whatever you want or Mexican oh, sounds good. The I'm worst. like, well, that is vague as H-E double hockey sticks. Like, no, I need specific things here. Like, tell me you want that Sug Kitchen cucumber noodle salad or something, mm-hmm. which I guess they changed their name. But <laughs> regardless, I need you to be specific. So anyways, I sit down on the weekend, usually Saturday, and try to get some input from Jared. And then I literally just go into that shared note and pick stuff. And then, or I'll use paprika because some of the stuff we don't Mm -hmm. always put in the shared note, but it's in paprika always because that's where we like save our recipes and you can add the ingredients easily with like one click to the grocery list. It's so easy. Anyways, um, shameless plug, not endorsed. Um, Anywho, I just do that. And then we... On Sundays, always do a big cook. So usually, like recently, because it's summer, we're in Houston. It's hot, but we're still outside cooking. (laughs) And so usually on Sundays, it's grilling day. And Jared grills up lots of meat, my husband. And then I cook lots of veggies and sides. And we'll eat that for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And then just go from there. And when I get stuck, I do, like, themed weeks. And so, you know, I'll have, like, Taco Tuesday is kind of generic and basic. But we'll do that. And usually it's, like, Mexican food. It doesn't have to be tacos. And like bowl Wednesday, breakfast for dinner Thursday. And it makes it a little easier for me to at least narrow it down. And then we go from there. And lunches, we do lots of leftovers. And then um, I just do super easy stuff like salads and sandwiches, Mm -hmm. like stuff I can just throw together. Because with two little kids and like I'm still nursing my baby, I literally have like 10 minutes to put lunch together. 
Sure. Um, so that's pretty much how I go about it every week. What, what do you do? I'm actually quite curious. I've never asked you this. So, uh, typically over the weekend, I would sit down and in a note, um, I would sort of think about everything that I have, all the ingredients that I have and, uh, go from there. Right. And and make up the meal plan. I do ask for input for my husband. Uh, sometimes it's specific, but usually it's like one or two things, which I am more than willing to accommodate. So, um, then after that, yeah, just kind of pulling tried and true recipes. But sometimes I do get writer's block. I agree having themes helps. So Taco Tuesday, Meatless Monday, whatever. Uh, that always helps. And then additionally, uh, going through, and sometimes I will look for new recipes to try because we do get bored. Oh, totally. Yeah. So a funny thing that happened this week was my husband also grills a lot on the weekend. And so he had smoked an entire side of salmon last weekend, which for three people provides at least four meals for us. And so I knew Monday night we would have leftover smoked salmon. And I really wasn't sure what to do with it that we had in our house. It wasn't just like rice. So yeah, I was looking around and I came up with two options. Uh, One was a salmon chowder and one was a Scandinavian salmon salad. And I floated both of them and he's like, well, not the chowder. Absolutely not. And so we went with the (laughs) Scandinavian uh, salad, which he was not sure he would like, but that turned out to be probably the hit of the week. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It was basically cooked potatoes that are chilled, sliced, cucumbers, onions, salmon, just a classic vinaigrette, like a red wine vinegar vinaigrette, and then a boatload of dill. And it was so good. That does sound yummy. Mm -hmm. It was really good. I love those wild card meals. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And like, we discovered something new. Yeah. That actually just put a little thought in my head. It is one thing going back to like different challenges, like in our current times, I do feel like I'm on an episode of chopped a lot of times because even still, we don't always get all our groceries or certain herbs we need. We don't have those or whatever. So it is sometimes still like patchwork meals around here, which is kind of fun, but also a little frustrating when you're a planner and you like things to be exactly how they should like me. (laughs) wanted to say is this week I did do something a little bit different where I went on my computer throughout the weekend and created a document like a grid for all seven days all three meals plus snacks and then Monday morning I printed it out and put it on the fridge and that I've actually loved because I have it up and it's in my face versus on my phone I so agree. I am a very visual person. I, you've seen it in my house. I have a giant like chalkboard and a big frame and I write down what we're having like dinners every week mm-hmm. and then, you know, lunches. It's just, you know, kind of a free for all. But... Yeah. And how I dealt with that is I would come up with like an idea like chicken salad, but then it'd be like, or leftovers because Especially as we get deeper into the week, I never really know what we're going to have left over and what we're not going to have left over. Yeah. So well, that's how I deal with that. What are your like, go to like, oh my gosh, we have nothing planned. What are we going to eat? What are your like, go to kind of like emergency meals to have on hand or things? 
Recently, we have really started investing a little bit more money into convenience items like freezer items. I always have like Asian dumplings in my. Mm. <laughs> um, we always have fresh but frozen Asian noodles in our freezer um, because I feel like I can take those, thaw them, boil them. They're really quick and easy and everybody likes them. And you can always like put an egg on top or whatever and you have a meal. Um, so pretty easy in that way. My daughter loves tuna salad. So we always have canned tuna. We can always have tuna salad. We always have refried beans and tostadas. So we can always have a vegetarian tostada. Yeah. So those are some of our always have on hand so we can make something easy and especially for things that we like when I don't feel like cooking, having a, a, an option in the fridge or freezer for totally. lazy days. Totally. <laughs> that happens a lot around here. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something it took me a really long time to realize, but because it is so crazy and because we're all in a confined space, you really never know what's going to come up. And it feels like you should be able to cook dinner because you're in your house and what else are you going to do? But the, the reality is you're in your house. <laughs> yeah. Things go crazy, right? Like yeah. if the internet drops out, you know, and you have all these people trying to work from home or whatever, do school from home that throws a whole wrench and like you have to tend to that problem and you're not going to be like stirring a pot yeah. during that time. <laughs> that would be amazing. But no, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I am not one of them no, and I have no intention of becoming one. No, 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 not at all. What about you? What are some of your emergency sanity savers? <sighs> you know, we, love breakfast for any meal. So I make sure I always have oatmeal because I, you know, confess my love for oatmeal over and over again. But I, I used to tell my patients that I think of it as a blank canvas. Like you can make oatmeal into anything you want it to be. You could have savory oatmeal, right? You can have sure. sweet oatmeal. You can throw nuts in it, nut butter, fruit, dried fruit. I mean, you can literally do anything you want with it. So anyways, I always have oats on hand. Um, we always have eggs. Cause I'm like, okay, like all, I mean, I'm very lucky and I mean, not just like I worked really hard. My children are far from picky. They will eat anything. They, they don't care. Right. I mean, they yeah. care cause they, they have their preferences, but they'll eat whatever. And so we always have eggs and you know, you can do eggs and toast and everyone's fine with that. We always keep beyond burger patties. And mm -hmm. Alexa sweet potato fries were very brain specific with those two things in the freezer, like out in the deep freeze. So mm -hmm. when all else falls, veggie burger night or patty and fries, we don't always have bread. Let's be real. Sure. Uh, um, things like that pasta. We always keep like a lentil or chickpea pasta mm -hmm. in the pantry. And I pretty much, we have the world's biggest basil plant. So I can usually make like a vegan pesto with what I have on hand or some kind of sauce with pasta some, and like a lot of times it's frozen peas, pesto, or just a butter or olive oil, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> with noodles and the kids go berserk for that. So, I mean, it's, yeah. we're pretty basic at times, but you know, mom's got to keep her sanity too. So those are a lot of our go-tos. And then I also, I'm a big fan of batch cooking and throwing stuff out in the deep freeze. 
And so I try to do it at least once a week. It doesn't always happen like because of the leftover situation, but I would say at least once every other week, we have a freezer finds meal where it's like, go out to the freezer, pick what you want. That's dinner. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that has helped a lot, especially when Leah was a newborn because, um, you know, with a newborn baby, you really have no idea what your day is going to look like. Sure. And then add in a crazy toddler and, you know, all bets are off. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all great tips. It's so important to have things that you can just sort of pull out, you know, an ace up the sleeve, if you will. (laughs) Totally. I think one thing that it's taught me to is not every meal has to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Right? Which is a hard lesson to learn, especially I think as a dietitian. I feel like there's extra pressure. Yes. Well, it's so one of the things that COVID has taught me is to release my guilt as a mother and dietitian of feeding non-starchy vegetables only to my child at a meal or yeah. of feeding starchy vegetables. Sorry, I said that wrong. I, like not having any non-starchy. I've really come to embrace like peas, corn, and sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah. 100. <laughs> and be like, you might not be getting a non-starchy vegetable like spinach or cucumbers or onions or tomatoes or whatever, but. It's one meal and there's food on the table. <laughs> that's right. And there's still nutrient dense foods. It's not like those are like nutrient devoid. Yeah. So I've really had to let up on that. That's really helped me with my sanity. That is amazing. And it's so true. It is so true. And I even, I talked to you about this, like stuff that I would have been like, oh my God, I would never feed this to my like super tiny baby who just started eating solids, you know, mm-hmm. with, with the second and like, you know, these are the times we live in. It's like, mm, I think a little bit of this will be fine. You know, you live. Yeah. You gotta loosen <laughs> the reins a bit. Like he's not gonna like die. It's okay if he has, you know this one frozen nugget or something. Sure. Well, let's roll. That is one thing my toddler will not eat. She does not like a breaded frozen product. You know, it's funny. <laughs> we had gotten um, Japanese fried chicken that was frozen and they were kind of like little nuggets. And we had it this weekend and Mika was not the biggest fan. And we were like, really? Yeah. It's so, so. weird. I kind of attribute that like, this is a whole nother topic, but to our experiences with baby led weaning, because we're just like, I don't eat nuggets really. I mean, like I haven't yeah. had, I'd also, I mean, you know this about me, but I haven't had meat in 20 years. So like I wouldn't eat a chicken nugget, but right. you know, just like normal foods that we eat, we fed our kids. And so of course they're going to be like, what is this when they get, you know, a food they haven't had before. Yeah. But yeah, it's hilarious to me. Yes, we had um, one of our favorites, actually, it's really simple, is an arugula anchovy pasta. Ooh. And yeah, Mika loved it. It sounds fancy, girl. It does sound fancy, but it's really simple. Nice. Basically, boiled pasta, that's the hardest part. But yes. Oh my gosh, I love this. Well, speaking of simple, I have some shameless plugs to throw in about some of my favorite products for this type of thing. Please. So when I said nugget, what I was actually specifically referring to <laughs> was the brand Dr. Prager's. Mm. They have these superfood nuggets and it's all these veggies, like basically ground up, put into a nugget and you bake it in the oven. And they are 
delicious. Like I eat them. My kids eat them. Well, okay. They've had them like once because they were actually kind of hard to find. They also have this, the littles and it's little, it's like broccoli littles, uh, spinach littles, and they're in cute shapes and all of it at least the ones that I have purchased are all gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, because we can't have that in our home. Um, I'm a huge fan of those. Mm-hmm. And they're a super easy freezer thing. And, you know, I, the mom guilt did used to get me, but now I'm like, screw it. This is your veggie for this meal. You know, like, here's yeah. your sandwich. Here's your littles. It's okay. And I've done that. I mean, we don't do that all the time, but we have. Um, so I'm a huge fan of those as well as when I was talking about the pasta, the Banza pasta, I believe is how you say it. Mm -hmm. We all love that in this house. Um, super easy, great way to get iron in, especially for the little bitty babies. And, you know, you can pick the different shapes, like the penne pasta for when they're first starting to eat. So it's easy to grab it and shove it in their cute little mouths with their hands. Um, we're huge fans of both of those products around here. And I was just thinking like convenience, convenience. Those are the first two that popped into my head for sure. I love it. Uh, we like the Barilla Protein Plus pasta. It is not completely gluten-free, but it does have, I believe it's pea protein. Ooh, my face. So, yeah. The, and it, you would never guess. It was not regular pasta. Um, and so it's a bit higher in fiber and then it's higher in protein. And so that's nice, for like a meatless option just to do like you know, pasta with tomato sauce, <laughs> uh, yeah, which is classic and everybody likes it. Yeah. So I also like that pasta brand a lot. That is so good to know. Maybe once we can all tolerate a little gluten, I'll check it out. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap up with maybe a quote that inspires us. There's one that I saw that it's kind of, I guess, trite or something that we might hear a lot, but I think it's true. You'll never look back on life and think you spent too much time with my kids. Oh, amen, sister. Yes. That has been going through my head a lot this week. Yeah. (laughs) It is so true. And clearly you're speaking to my soul today with my like needing to stay present. Because the days, they go. We'll never get that time back with your children, ever. And they just keep getting bigger. And they don't need you anymore eventually. At least not like they do now. Yeah, I think, you know, right now, everybody is really trying to figure things out. They're trying to figure out back to school or working from home and childcare or whatever. And then there's always breaking news. There's always something going on and it can be really easy. I think to be distracted and some of that stuff you have to figure out. I'm not trying to downplay that at all, but for me personally, I find, you know, it's important to know, for example, what's going on in the world. And some of the things that are happening now are going to matter in 10 years, but it's not going to matter that I knew it at the top of the second. (laughs) Right. It's so true that doesn't matter so it can be hard but really taking that time to focus on the littles so important you are so so right and thank you for that one I needed that today Laura thank you hey my pleasure
Thank you for listening. We hope you tune in next time. Have a great week ahead and keep thriving. Finished my second cup of coffee, so not fully awake yet. <laughs> I don't think I've had my second cup of coffee today either. What is wrong with this? How did that happen? <laughs>